sad. It's Radio oh. Free Tote Bag. I'm Donovan. I'm Audrey. I'm still so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. I'm laughing about it right now. But it, listeners, since I, I we correctly predicted, uh, I was feeling that like the numb. And we're just panning pictures of me looking sad. That's what's going on. There was a little, there was about an eighth of a second where it harmonized and it sounded okay. It did, it did. I I was like, oh, 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 and then it all fell apart. Coming in as our third harmony this week, it's Will, it's Christy Yamaguchi Main. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Course. Thank you so much. Um, technical question, real quick. Uh, yeah, I'm not getting any wave lines. Am I supposed it to see? Happens. Okay, it happens. It's a glitch. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't want to get like ten minutes into it. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. like am I, I have a question. To see exactly. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh shit! Yes, you are absolutely. We're not getting oh, any of Oh this. god, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I uh, I met you when we guested on an episode of Worst Week Yet. Yes. Together. Yes. That is how uh, we connected. Absolutely. That was a really fun episode. That was good times. It's good times. Yeah. Andrew Hillary, good people. The mm-hmm. inimitable mm-hmm. Andrew Hillary. Chicken wing eater extraordinaire. Yeah. Wing slurper. Yes. Wing that motherfucking slurper wing. I've seen that shit in person. It is intimidating. <laughs> oh, you've seen it up close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking, uh, he had a show in town. He was on okay. tour. He came through Cincinnati, and I came to that. And uh, uh, Twitter superstar, uh Sandy Frizzle, as well as DJ and Dilly, came through as well. Hell yeah. We had a really good time eating wings and shit. Nice, nice. Yeah, I hope to see it in person one day as well. I That's have not cool. had a chance to. It is stuff. difficult. <laughs> <laughs> How is he single? I don't understand. I know. Honestly. It's the damnedest thing. Like, <laughs> he's, he's giving away his most precious talents for free. On Twitter, and nobody, nobody's taking him up on it yet. It's not for it's not for him. It's for us. It's for the world. It's true. It's a cruel. It's a cruel world too. (laughs) (laughs) Damn! I'm on fire with the burp. You eat a wing? That's That's not the the burp of a man that's sad. You're full of shit right now. I do not believe for a second that you're fucking sad and burping like that. (laughs) It's the sadness escaping my body. The only way I know. Heartbreak is a gas that oh, okay. in your so, oh, so it's like one of those humors, like from the yes. like medieval times. Yes. Okay, yes. it's it's a sadness is a is a uh, a gas state of a humor that escapes through the esophagus. <laughs> is what you're saying? Yes. It's just okay. humor All gas. Right. Okay. Burps is humor gas leaving the body. That's something that I have printed on my wall to inspire me every time. In the live, laugh, love font. Yeah, like a kitten holding onto a branch about to fall off. (laughs) (laughs) Sadness is a burp uh, escaping the body, or burps for sadness escaping the body. It's a kitten holding one arm, holding onto the cliff, the other arm holding a beer bong with like two seltzers in it, not alcoholic, (laughs) just in it for the love of the gas Uh, game. Hell yeah. (laughs) Well, for folks who don't know you, uh, do you want to do a quick intro? Uh, Who are you? How'd you get here? Uh, Audrey said how you got here, but what what do you do? 
Uh, what do I do? Let's see. What do I do? Um, I host a podcast with four buddies of mine uh, called Jortson. This is not what I do yes. professionally. I just figured nobody gives a shit about me working in a body shop at a car dealership. <laughs> so we're going to pretend like I'm uh, like, you know, the the show business side of things. The lowest yes. rung on the show business ladder is what I actually do. OK, so uh, I host a podcast called Jort Center with four buddies of mine. It's kind of like a leftist metalhead kind of um, sitting on the kind of like the back of like a local dive bar yes. kind of vibe yes. to it. Uh, yeah. Just making each other laugh. And we each bring whatever we want to talk about for the week. Um, so we always have it's they're kind of like evergreen episodes, like they're not usually topical. It's just whatever. We're curious yeah. about that week. Yeah. Topics, um, but not like news topics. Yeah, exactly. Like stuff that you can discuss whatever. Sometimes it is. Every once in a while, if there's like a topic that we can't avoid because that's all yeah. anyone's discussing, like we'll we'll throw that out there. But for the most part, it's just whatever is on our mind that week, basically. So uh, it makes me laugh, and I feel like I have a pretty good sense of humor. Um, so that's my ringing endorsement of my podcast I barely know how to describe. Craft um, Singles. Yeah, <laughs> yes, the Craft Singles episode. Uh, that phrase... So craft singles with a K for your listeners, as in like craft singles beer, um, which makes me want to puke. Just the thought of it, uh, (laughs) craft singles flavored beer. Good Uh, Lord. I do that. I do George Center. And then I'm also a wedding officiant. I don't know if y'all knew that. Oh, fuck. What? Um, So, yeah, I do about, I'd say about 30, 40 weddings a year. Um, oh, shit. It's, it's it's my side hustle. It's my uh like I'm more professional at that than I am my job that like provides me benefits and shit. Um I'm really good at doing weddings, so I figured uh wait, is that not why you asked me to be on? Is not like not being is it y'all well, seem surprised by that? So that's I'm, expertise. I'm, <laughs> this is expertise in the area. You're definitely showing some uh, some strength in the zone. Hell but, yeah! But uh, I, you know, I because you had the preeminent dudes rock podcast as well. Cool to talk to. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I. It's not obviously uh, your wedding day is like the. It's a relationship test for sure. Yes. But, you know, it's like I tell couples, your your wedding is a party. It has nothing to do with your marriage. So, right. um, yeah. you know, it's it's uh, I have fun. I enjoy doing it. I'm a pretty good speaker in front of crowds. I've always been, you know, played in bands and being been on stage and stuff. So uh, I had a friend ask me, like, I want to say around like 2006, I think is when they got married to do their wedding. And he asked me because of my beard. That's that's it. <laughs> It Just does have like uh there's a gravitas. It, uh, uh, yeah, yes, exactly. Yes, it's like it's, it, he he's like it looks official. Like that was literally his <laughs> dumbass reason for asking me. <laughs> and so I did his wedding and I didn't do terrible at it, but you know, first time at everything, you're not gonna be like a super pro. And then uh another friend of mine got married and they asked me to do theirs, and then another friend, and so on and so forth. And then before I knew it, I bought a website and got my name out there with the local wedding planners and i kind of live in i live at the beach so there's a lot of wedding venues around here it's kind of a destination place so uh i 
I do a lot of weddings throughout the year. I turn down more weddings than I actually do uh, just Damn. about at this you point. You got to only so. pick the good ones. And what a yeah. great way to segue into our special episode <laughs> this week where uh, Will's going to marry me, uh, marry me to the game. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, what that saying means, but it's got a good ring to married it. Married to the game? That's, I never considered the ceremony <laughs> of somebody being married to the game. I'm getting married to the oh, game. Yes, that veil up on the game, and I grind set, smush. baby. That's that grind set. Yes, we're we're about to take it to the logical extreme. <laughs> Lift up the veil on the grindstone and give it a little smooch with my lips and nose because I'm married to it. Oh fuck yeah! No, that's why I'm not actually heartbroken uh, because I may have been uh, a relationship ended, but I'll always have my wife. The game. And that could be like a fun in its wrapper of the game. That could be like yeah, a fun yeah. thing to, this could go to. I'm just spitballing over here. Uh, well, Fargan, rad as hell that you do, because I did not know this part. I knew about podcasts. I knew about you being a Twitter account I like and uh, a, a fellow Worst Week Yet friend. Yeah. Uh, we. I, we uh, it's, it's, a, it's a blast. Like, I like – it's, it's kind of – so – I work at a car dealership, like I said earlier, uh, work back in a body shop. So all day long, I'm just fucking around on Twitter, listening to podcasts, you know, just keeping myself occupied. I'm, it's manual labor, you know, it, yeah. it's uh, it's slowly breaking my uh, body and soul over, yeah. the, <laughs> over the years, right? Uh, but... On the weekends and sometimes in the evenings during the week, I, you know, go take a shower, throw some nice clothes on and go marry a couple of folks and, and, uh, seem to be pretty good at it. I get lots of good that reviews, rocks. lots of good feedback. So uh, the reason, to... so, so the, the beard, uh, my buddy asking me about the beard, uh, one of the reasons I brought that up is because I, I ask couples sometimes when I'm talking to them, uh, you know, if you don't mind me asking what made you click on my profile or, you know, give me a call without hesitation and every single time it, it's it's because of the beard like every time every time that is their answer so what what the beard and for your listeners my, my beard's about like a foot long i would say it's 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 big. it's, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a massive lovely. beard and I, I fuck i started going bald when i was like 21 years old like i had to grow it somewhere you know that is like Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I committed, you know, to I was not going to have a skullet. I was not going to to like hold on to it for too long. So I, I shaved my head. I haven't shaved since 2004. That's the last time I've Holy been clean shit. shaven. Yeah. Damn. So so uh, I this literally like this beard I've had longer than most friendships. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's been around longer than that. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the beard kind of acts as a, uh, a filter for couples that I want to work with because right. I don't look like any other wedding officiant that they are scrolling through the pages of. It's all like Bob Barker types or, yeah. you know, <laughs> golden girls looking like kind of like older women pastors and stuff. Oh, no. And, and so like, I've, you know, I've got big, you know, pistol tattoos on my oh. forearms and shit. I've got a septum pierce and they love it. They fucking love it. And if a yeah, couple eat that shit clicks, up. exactly. If they, if they click on my profile, they ask me to do their wedding. I already know that they're the type of couple that is not uptight. They're in this with yeah, their day. Yeah. They're they're we're on the same page already. They're they're digging it. So 
it it kind of again it kind of works as a a filter for yeah. who I do and don't want to. You're not going to hate if with. you do a tight five at the top. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, do a little crowd work. Yeah. You know, grandma and grandpa. You know, exactly. <laughs> hey, Vladimir Putin's in the news. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! So I had the reverse <laughs> issue. If I tried to sign up as an officiant, I don't know if a mustache is particularly. I don't know if that's the right energy for a wedding i feel like it's a little skeevy in a, in a way you, in a matrimonial you, context you absolutely yeah. you've got the strong jawline for it like a mustache fits you so well it's oh, like thank you, you. you you've got that you've got that classic like burt reynolds tom Selleck thing yes. kind of vibe uh, uh tom Selleck more here. than burt reynolds i feel I like burt reynolds was like always trying to sell me a car that didn't run when he had like in his must you know what i'm saying yeah aubrey's doing it exactly exactly what i'm talking about Chewing like that gum yeah yeah but tom Selleck was like he was gonna fuck me at any moment and i wasn't gonna be mad <laughs> you, about could, it, you couldn't you stop know? him you yeah exactly exactly yeah, like you exactly. didn't say no like why why am i letting this happen right now i have been told i i have been told i I have been told I have a fuckable mustache, which did lead to my marriage and subsequent divorce from the game. Oh, shit. <laughs> Both marriage and divorce from the game. I'm so sorry. Good God. Okay. Next week. No, 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 no. Next week. Next week, you need to have a divorce lawyer on. And, <laughs> and that, yes, yeah, I will marry you to the game, and then the divorce lawyer will, will divide your assets. We'll, we'll divide your assets <laughs> between you and the game. Can you get an annulment from the game? <laughs> Uh, regret cohabitating with the game. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, re regret, regret not signing a prenup with the with game. The game. <laughs> Who have we got on next week? Olive, she's cool. Does like some OnlyFans yeah. stuff. She can maybe she can annul a wedding. We'll find out. There's a little preview for that. Well, fuck yeah. Oh uh, well. Uh, well, besides, you know, officiating weddings, what about that's a relationship? What about your own relationship experience? You have any embarrassing stories you could share with us? So I was really thinking hard about this because I don't have a lot of them, but I have one that jumped out because I cringe every time I think about it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's a good sign. So fucking hard. It's not even a relationship. So like, so I've been married for in October, 10 years now. Congratulations. Um, and been with my wife for 13 years now. Um, I became a stepdad to three boys uh uh when i met her and went from zero to fucking 60 in the kid department uh didn't have didn't have any little versions of me running around and suddenly i'm like i'm i'm a set that it's been a blast i absolutely fucking love it oh, that's um, awesome. but before i met my wife i think i was like 19 20 years old i was doing the I don't know if I was like a proto fuck boy at the time. Exactly. I don't know what my deal was. I was just living with a couple of roommates, uh, one of which I do George center with Josh and, uh, my other buddy, Frankie, I lived with. So I was hanging out with this, this girl, uh, I was hanging out with her as a friend because I've always liked having female friends. They're it's generally... a red flag. If you don't, 
Yeah, yeah, like sure. they're yeah. generally nicer. Uh, they're they smell good usually. Yeah. They they're like they're they're fun to hang out with. Like I've always I don't know like I always had a lot of female friends growing up. I, I so, feel this. So I was hanging out with her, and this was at the time in my life where you would just go hang out at your friend's workplace. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, I like, going, like, yeah, I'm going to go chill yeah, in the Starbucks you, you, during exactly, your shift. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> I would literally go hang out at the smoothie place that she worked at and and just like like when she was like locking up, I would just like hang out, make sure, you know, it was like she was the only one on the clock there and stuff. So I didn't realize she was like catching feelings for me. Oh, I no. had no idea. Okay. I, I truly didn't. And run the reverse she's like he's always coming by when i'm like exactly the shop exactly and- i'm a fucking idiot i am like, you're just like there's not i'm a teenager my- there's not shit to do exactly. there's a place i can Ex- go i'm gonna go there precisely precisely <laughs> um and and she was she was a sweet girl like as you know she was cool like we like if i if i had realized what was happening i might like i might have considered it but it would just sure. again just not i would just wasn't paying attention so it's my birthday and I end up basically bringing home a lady, a, a girl. Well, I get, again, I like, I think we, we were both like 19 at the time. Right. Um, we go back to the apartment. She stays over the night. The next day is my birthday. I wake up. And me and her walk out of the bedroom and girl A is there like making me breakfast in the kitchen. (laughs) And I am like, oh my God, that's so nice of you. And then that's when like the look on her face is when it dawns on me. Oh, (laughs) oh, 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 you like me. Yeah, I didn't. And so it like I it is it is like as awkward as you are imagining it being right now. It's it was worse. It was worse. Now. Her, uh, uh, I'm trying to say like uh, girl a um, yeah, she put on a smile like mm. said hey just wanted to uh do something nice for you for your birthday uh y'all yeah. enjoy and and like walked out and and there oh. was like breakfast made for me uh and so did she make breakfast for the for girl b too you no know, she didn't uh she but not on purpose she just she found out about girl yeah. b when when we walked out yeah yeah, oh, yeah. No. and that was that and then i uh after Everybody left. I went and got my roommate and I was like, what the fuck, man? Why did you not tell me this was happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Frankie, bless his heart, was like, oh, I didn't even think anything about it. Like, I didn't even, like, it hadn't even crossed his mind either. And obviously he's not She might the, be into you. The, exactly. Like, he's just he, going, yeah. hey, what the fuck? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I still, to this day, give him shit yeah. about, about that. Um, you, that's the worst wingman shit possible. It re- right? Oh. Fucking right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was 
Um, we didn't hang out as much uh, after that. <laughs> Wouldn't think she, so. Yeah, I, I don't blame her a bit. Um, and did so, you ever have like a attempt to explain a moment, or was it something that she just kind of was like, "All right, I'm done," and, and kind of so, disappeared? Funny you say that. Uh, she's obviously she's married now and has been for years and stuff. We were at a some kind of function years later. It, I think it was like a reunion of some sort. Frankie was there. <laughs> My roommate Frankie was there. <laughs> she was there. And Frankie is, God bless him, he's one of my favorite human beings in the world. Dumb as a box of rocks sometimes. <laughs> the hey, most awkward human being you could ever imagine. And not hey, awkward too. like socially. He's like getting along with everybody. Just sticks his fucking foot in his mouth right. as hard as he can. <laughs> And he brings it up in front of both of us. But like, as it's like, as it's coming out of his mouth, you see him like try to push it back in. It's, it's, I swear to God, it's one of those situations. So he is like, and then she just kind of looks at me and she smiles. She goes, We'll just keep it moving. Like she, that was her like words. Like, like, we'll just like. Still stinging. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Because this was a situation, like her mom really liked me too, and she was real oh, big no. on like, like, like her mom. It, it, there's this thing in the side. You're from Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, we're about there. Where are you from? Me too. I I grew up off and on of the, like moving around a lot. I lived in Arkansas for a long time and Nashville okay. for a long time. I've so, been so, in the South a decent amount. So you you might know uh, uh, what I'm talking about, like that Southern kind of like bringing them home to to mom like mom's approval or dad's approval that type of like uh, frankly i like i'm i'm born and raised in the south from north carolina but it is just like archaic brainworm type shit like obviously For you sure. want your family to like whoever it is you're dating because that's right. less conflict in your life and that sure. just fucking makes everything easier However, but it's different than like this is a required like yeah thing exactly that we have to exactly. do and this is an essential part of the dating process is to get the parameters. And it's like Precisely ritualized right. and shit. Yeah. Yes, and then, exactly. And then the dad's and then there's tell the you whole, he's got a shotgun. Oh, yes, the, that whole God, thing too. That shit makes me cringe so so much. So, but it was one of those things where like her mom knew me and like really liked me and stuff. Yeah. So she was really stoked about that part too. Um, so yeah, that's my embarrassing story. Uh, Pretty fucking yeah, embarrassing. I, yeah, it's it's it was real embarrassing, and uh, yeah, like like for, for uh, think about it, I didn't do a whole lot of traditional like dating uh, before I met my wife. Like I would I would hang out with with girls for periods of time, um, but wasn't in many long term relationships. Yeah. Uh, but. To not have been in many, that is a real, real humdinger of a goddamn story to have under my belt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing. I appreciate something like that that's got an epilogue, too, with your roommate putting his foot in his belt the fucking second time. Just like goddamn uh pat mcafee punting the shit out of his own face you know just uh (laughs) there's a football reference for you if anybody knows who pat mcafee is one of the better punters of all time uh john's brother right yes exactly yep (laughs) friend of the show god rest his soul john mcafee's brother (laughs) 
just uh, uh, was, hall, hall of fame foot and mouth disease uh, <laughs> uh, Frankie has. I just know that feeling very well of like catching myself saying something, but it's like, but it would be mm-hmm. awkward to stop talking. But also I know that what I'm yep. saying is awful. Yep. And I I'm have stuck. <laughs> I've started just saying, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Aubrey, you have you have evolved in onto a higher plane yep. of consciousness. And then people go, no, what is it? And you go, you, I, nope, no, nope. nope, nope, not happening. We're actually not, not going to say gonna that. Not going to do this. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Did you hear about Twitter Blue? <laughs> We're doing check marks. Just change the subject like that. Hey, Elon Musk is in the news. Yeah. Hey, all right. Elon Musk, Elon DeGeneres. Wow, uh, that's pretty good. I haven't heard that yet. I right. saw I saw him face swapped the other day. It's a whole thing. That sounds oh, shit. upsetting. <laughs> uh, well, what do we think about getting us some questions up here? We got it. a okay. whole box. Our cup overfloweth. That's not Hell the yeah. saying. Our cup yeah, runneth does. over. There you Our go. Box runneth over. We got a bunch of questions. Uh, let's get to these. But before that, a quick word from our sponsor. Hey, what's up? It's Heartbreak Donovan. (laughs) Same bit. Two weeks in a row. I am going to milk the sympathy from this because I am in extreme pain and uh, we could use some more patrons. We got a couple last week. You heard me come on here and say how I felt terrible and that the one thing that would heal me was that if you, the listener, would go to patreon.com slash RFTB. The formula is the same this week. I'm fucking miserable. I have to live, move out of a, uh, an apartment that we live in together. It's terrible. You could, you could ease that burden. Oh, I have to carry so much furniture. You could take a little bit of that weight off of me by going to patreon.com slash RFTB and giving us five, maybe even $10 a month. You get a bonus episode each week. You get like 120 bonus episodes in the backlog. We got a Discord. We'll send you a sticker. If you do $10, we'll shout you out at the end of the episode. It's a hoot and a holler. Uh, You get a bunch of cool stuff, and I get to feel a little bit less shitty. That's me, Heartbreak Donovan. Probably we'll be back next week. This is probably the running bit until I feel better. (laughs) God knows how long it'll go. I'm struggling, and I got to vent it at the ad read. It could be years, you know? That's true. Wait, what? Like, well, it, what's it, up? <laughs> Episode what's up? I'm never getting over it, Donovan. <laughs> I will make it eventually. I'm just saying you could make that happen sooner and have me bring back some more interesting ad read bits by supporting us. Patreon.com. Yeah, where's RFTV. like Crab Donovan or something? Yeah, they're all they're all dead. <laughs> it's just heartbreak, Donovan remains. You got to resurrect them. But to do that, patreon.com slash RFTB. All right, question time. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, Oh! Yeah! Yeah! Good arms wide open. I'll show you It's the question box. It's a segment of the show <laughs> where you, the listener, open your arms wide open and use your hands at the end of those arms to type in a question and send it to us. If you're new to the program or you don't know how the question box works, it's simple. Head on over to our social media at RFTBpod on Twitter and Instagram or our website, RFTB.me. 
You don't have to make an account. You just click that ask your question link and it takes you to the box and your arms are already wide open. You just tip tap <laughs> away, put that in the box and try to answer it. We love it. And this week, this week we're starting with this one, a return of a, of a favorite of ours. Greetings and hello to RFTB. Hello. 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 My favorite ship on the podcasting sea. Oh. Quizlip here with a question to ask. Social faux pas in which to bask. I wish to ask out a beautiful dame, both us members of a friend group well famed. <laughs> the issue lieth in events past when another member asked a different lass. This caused great drama in our friend troop, for you see a rejection through them for a loop. My, my merry band is still yet healing from that attempt if rom of romantic appealings. Do I ask this girl out or do give in to anxiety and doubt? Translation, I want to ask this girl in my friend group out, but last time someone asked someone out in our friend group, it caused massive fucking drama. <laughs> I have no idea if she likes me that way because I'm kind of a weirdo in case the old English jester shtick wasn't a giveaway. <laughs> do I make an attempt? Fuck yeah. Damn. This person's oh, well, this person has written in. Over the years, probably four yeah. times now, always with the great rhyme scheme, and we love That's awesome. shouts out. I'm always glad they they uh, gave the translation because I don't know how poetry works. Um, I'm too <laughs> stupid for it, so I was having trouble following what the fuck was happening. Uh, so thank you, uh, weirdo jester. Um, two poem didn't read. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> two poem didn't read. <laughs> <laughs> but so they this isn't the same girl it sounds like mm -mm. like somebody else in this friend group asked somebody else out and it okay did they got rejected and that made now, i'm wondering weird. i'm wondering why that necessarily caused the drama because if it was a situation where somebody else was into the person also and then that caused drama with the other person too right like i'm like it created a triangle you don't yeah, want to create a triangle. Yeah. No, if yeah. if it seems like she's kind of free and clear and like nobody else wants to Mac, then I don't I don't see it as that big of a deal. However, if it's something of a faux pas, like if it's considered like in this group of friends, if that's considered taboo, then maybe not. I don't know. I think it maybe depends ask around. On yeah maybe get some input from other friends who weren't involved in the situation and just be like hey this blew up but i'm into this girl how do i do this without making things weird again i think whatever happened in that previous situation informs this because like yes. like uh, like audrey you, you were getting at is it something that there was a weird dynamic at play there or like a love triangle or something specific to that situation were they fucking weird about it when they asked her but, out and, right. and also that um, that that ultimately is what it always boils down to. Can you truly, and you have to do some soul searching when you're talking about group dynamics, can you truly allow things to go back to the dynamics that yes. existed if she says, no, I'm sorry, I'm not into you? Exactly. You have to really, because if you can't, if there's even a possibility that you can't, you shut the fuck up forever and you don't say you know? anything. You yeah. let somebody else destroy everything. Don't be the fucking guy that does that. Don't make it and weird if, for everybody. <laughs> if the genesis of this relationship might cause irreparable vibe damage to 
the the friend dynamic as well, right. then that might be a reason not to. Sure. Like if it's and, a, if you would change everything, then yeah. Right. And to be clear, group like friend groups and group dynamics, they change and they evolve over mm-hmm. time. Rarely sure. like people pair up and and or move away sometimes you you gravitate you know away from it uh through periods of your life back into it and stuff that that's that's a natural course of events i think some younger people have this idea that wow we're going to be friends forever you got and right. Right. Well, you're not you're not and, and it's not and there's nothing unless wrong you start with a it, podcast yeah, 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 yeah exactly unless you start a podcast and you uh have financial obligations that uh, hold you all together against your will uh you know that, that, you <laughs> know Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that happens. Um, uh, however, again, if you can truly handle the rejection and it's not going to make you act weird, do mm-hmm. not act weird in the friend group. Do Don't be the guy that, that like sits by himself or, you know, uh, you guys want to hang out tonight and then seclude yourself and, and is the loner weirdo in the corner of the room. Don't do that shit. The woe is me stuff. Nobody likes that guy. Nobody wants to be around it except for you, Donovan. Right now we are all sympathizing with <laughs> Let's you. Let's go. And um, <laughs> woe is me, but that like in was, a fun way. That was the, uh, the <laughs> most half hearted half-assed let's go i've ever yeah i'm not asking for you to muster anything else i get it buddy i get it um but yeah that that would be my advice is to do some deep soul searching and i'm gonna tell you what you're probably going to say which is yeah I, of course i can handle that and then you're not yeah, you're but not going to handle it. Yeah. And I, this when, is not an indictment of your your listener, just, just so you know. This is, you know, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you all know this. Everybody uh, wants advice and then never listens to it. Oh, and yeah. And then finds out the hard way. It's like, guys, I'm writing back to tell you I fucked up the friend group. <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> God damn it, man. Come on. So. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to take up all the time. No, uh, please. No, you're getting getting at the right thing there. This is something we've encountered with other things. And just good advice generally with asking people out. If you're like uncertain of the situation, accept beforehand. Be like, this probably isn't going to work out. That's fine. I'm right back where I started. Let's see what happens with this. Don't make it a... Here, oh, I've built this up for weeks, and here I go. I'm gonna yes, oh, yes, and everything's exactly. gonna. And then what? She said no, and then you fall to pieces. Like, don't build this up. Right. Think of it as our friends. We're in a good spot now. Hey, would you want to go out? I've been. Hey, we, you know, I've enjoyed spending time with you. Would you want to go out just with me at some point? And if she's yeah, like, ah, exactly, you know, I've got stuff, or I'm not feeling that, just be like, hey, that's okay. I just totally fun. Just want to think- ask, and then never mention it again. I think the more dangerous outcome is, yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. I think we could do that. Yeah. And then you're just like, now you two have paired off and are not going to the group functions anymore. Right, you're just right, right. doing or the you... wrapped up in the gossamer blanket of ecstasy thing. Uh, <laughs> which I is love great. We love that. We love the gossamer blanket of ecstasy. Um, but yes, <laughs> but uh, the weighted uh, blanket of bliss. Oh, <laughs> 20 you don't, you pounds don't wanna... of steel bearings of love and comfort you just you don't want to trash the whole friend group by yeah doing exactly that. exactly um somebody will do that at some point though 
Just oh, so yeah. you know, just, just don't and, be the one. Yeah, just don't be the one, man. Clearly, somebody's already attempted it. Um, it sounds like it took a while for the vibes to not be fucked. But also, no matter how old you get, people love like people love a little drama. People love oh, like yeah. when when somebody does some weird shit. Like if you you're not talking Stephen about did? other people in the friend group. You're the one they're talking about. <laughs> Just so you know. Damn. <laughs> yeah, am, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Like, I have no no to be wrong. They 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 can love you. They they like they are they can can think the world of you but they're still like people just gossip it's just a natural thing mm-hmm. that people do it doesn't mean we you do have to be shitty about it it doesn't mean you have to be like it has to be like a negative thing per se it's just like hey did you see what so-and-so did or like or you know so-and-so and yeah. so-and-so paired up and shit like people just like to talk it's a natural thing in, in that sure. kind of group dynamic i think there's also an element here where i think people can lean a little too hard into like the friend group is sacrosed sanct, however the fuck you say that word. I can't do anything to jeopardize that. Because, like, on the other hand, shouldn't avoid expressing feelings towards sure, somebody or sure. pursuing somebody if it's like, but what if it fucks up the group? Because, right, like, right. like you're saying, well, something else is going to come yeah. along. Like, <laughs> social groups like that are difficult to maintain and typically don't last forever. And, like, that's right. okay. Again, not carte blanche to just be like, I'm going to go in there and fucking shoot my shot. And if she says no, I'm going to throw a a fit about it. I'm going to start talking to everybody. We're going to split into sides, divide along the the lines of are are saints a thing or not. We're going to nail papers to a door. Roundabout little Protestant Catholic thing here. You see what I'm getting at. You don't need to write any theses. Yeah, it's uh it's it's one of those things also no matter how close you are with people in the group, there will be jealousy. If you and somebody else pair up, they're gonna there's gonna be a little twinge of God damn it, I wish I had somebody to pair up with or or you right. know, like that that starts to creep into things. Uh even or if it y'all works are, out well and then exactly. you break up and then that destroys the fucking yeah, exactly. do yeah, your yeah. best to be careful here, but like don't also Precisely. don't overthink yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the the situation, the group. Just, just to- get drunk and ask her out, bro. There just get go. just like you know like get some liquid courage Wisdom. in you that's not actual advice that i'm giving you but um <laughs> just fucking yolo that shit if does, if shit does form up like if you start going out and seeing each other don't don't dive in headlong like kind of try to measure this one out and like yeah, go slow yeah, yeah. just be careful be careful and and you know be genuine with things and try not to take shit personally the standard kind of dating advice uh, applies here. Yeah, we, don't be we weird. Give or ask of people don't be out. weird. You got this. Uh, all right. What else we got in this box? Redating. How do people feel about dating a partner that was widowed? Between car accidents, guns, disease, and opioids, there's more of us out there than people think. What's worse, multiple marriages and child's parents or a dead spouse? <laughs> <laughs> why what? why would what? someone not date a widow <laughs> <God> what <damn. laughs> 
shit. I this was constructed very. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, like just a, a side swipe at like uh, people that have kids and get remarried there at the yeah. end. Just just took yeah. them the fuck out. What the What's worse? <laughs> What's worse? Why is that worse? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's a pissing Multiple competition. Marriage. You know? Yeah, these are just. Are you listen or imagining? Are you widowed and like somebody turns you down about it? Because like that sucks. That does suck. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's not like uh, like we're getting at. You can't be like, well, people married, you know, divorce people. Yeah, did you they get divorce cock- people? But they want. They did want you get cock blocked by a ghost? Like, what are you? What are you saying exactly? <laughs> <laughs> Cock blocked by the ghost of your spouse. <laughs> oh man, I I feel like this person is in that situation, and they got like let down in a shitty way, right, and then right. that person is now with somebody else who's like divorced or something, and they're feeling like hurt about it, and, sure. and because it's the widow thing, and like I don't think that's the case. You know, why would someone not date a, a widow though? Like, I feel like there's other factors. I, I'm having trouble imagining the person who's like. Wow, you lost a partner. I can never date you. Like, yeah. what would cause that? So, so okay. So, did the person say there are more of us out there than you realize, or there are yeah. more of them out there? There's more of us out there than people think. Between car accidents, guns, disease, and opioids. so, this person is the widower. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yes. Okay, I apologize. Wait, for what that. is a what is the widow? What is widower widow distinction? So the, a widow the, is the, a woman who lost a husband. Uh, yes. Yeah. A widower is a, a guy who's lost a wife. Yeah. Oh. It's gendered language. Gotcha. Okay. So to be clear, we were giving people shit that would have a reservations dating someone right. who, yes. So, okay. Uh, Cause you're chill. <laughs> like if you have, if you lost a spouse, yeah. Like my heart goes shit. out to you. That's yeah. a really fucking hard thing to go through. I uh, think, and I wouldn't shit on you for that, and no, I wouldn't not, not date you because of that. Like yeah, that's, that yeah. seems. I'm struggling like, to imagine that person. So I think it depends. Let me play. Uh, I hate this phrase. Let me play devil's advocate for a brief moment. Mm-hmm. I think it can be. I'm not. I'm, no jokes here. No jokes here. Because we are talking about death and grief and stuff. I think it can be kind of daunting to meet someone who has this level of kind of probably trauma in their life. Yeah. And if you are not at an age in which you've experienced much of that by seeing like friends pass away or loved ones, family members, uh. It's just something you go through as you get older, right? Everybody, it's just a natural course of of life. So I think it can be intimidating. And I will say, I I had a a good friend of mine. I played in a band for years with him, uh, Pass Away, uh, Mm. suddenly of a brain aneurysm. And his girlfriend now dates another friend of ours. And I think about it sometimes, and I think about the 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 shadow in which my friend that passed away still casts among right. the stories we tell. The you know there's a there's a, a music fest that we have at the bar that we play at all the time every year in his honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, he he still like his figure looms kind of large, and. Right. 
that can I could I could see how that could be scary for someone. I could see how sure. the the idea of someone it's not someone you can it's not like an ex where by by setting the example of uh, being a good partner is like the, your 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 spouse then is like man I'm really glad I'm with you now. No, it's somebody that was taken from them suddenly right. and. The the only way you, you have to really be kind of like emotionally evolved, I think, to be okay with that and to to like fit into their life after yeah. they've gone through something like does that make yeah. sense? I feel yeah, it. yeah. I was gonna say something uh similar, like I dated someone who had lost a boyfriend in high school to suicide. And it would come up like years later. This was yeah. somebody that she, you know, like a high school partner, but like still loomed pretty large in her life. And we, you know, we would just discuss it at times and how she felt about it. And right. like, it's, I don't know, maybe I'm just built different, but I don't, I don't hate that kind of thing. Like I don't hate supporting yeah. somebody through something like that. I feel like yeah. it, it helps me grow even maybe even closer to somebody who has dealt with that kind of thing to be supportive in those moments. So like, yeah, while I can see why that might be daunting, I, you know, I'm like, just go for it. Yeah. It, it would never be something that actually dissuaded you. Right. Right. So I, I, and I, you're, you're right on the money there. Uh, I think probably a lot more people, would do better in that situation than they would give themselves credit they for. Think, yeah. But it's, yeah. it's getting over that initial fear of, of what it would be like. And the initial, and I hate using this word, but baggage, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I know it's, it's a right. negative connotation, but that's, that's what's associated with some kind of trauma like that. There yeah. is, there is something somewhat intimidating about that to someone who hasn't experienced that. Yeah. And this is on that person. This isn't on you as being a, a widow or a widower, but I no, can not see at all. Not at all. somebody not having the emotional maturity, the kind of person who's like threatened by an ex being like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm never going to match up to this person or whatever. Like, right. I, I was this at a younger age. I could see myself, you know, in an insecure phase being like, well, they're only with me because this person died. I'm right. always going to be compared to them or something. Right. But again, that's on the person with their insecurity and all of that. And I think that kind of person you really wouldn't want to date anyways. And so yeah. I think this is they work on one it. of those filters that we, we like to talk about on here. We're like, yeah, that might dissuade some people, but you don't want to be with those people. Good. Yeah, you know, like uh, it sucks, and I know that doesn't make it easier when you're actively looking to date. Yeah, but it it might save you the the heartache and the the frustration of starting something and stopping something and and not getting as you know as far as you wanted to. For sure, the kid so thing, think- the divorce and kid thing. I just want to touch on that. Uh, yeah, as I said earlier, I jumped head first into this shit uh being a stepdad um it's uh it's been a wild and absolutely fun ride and i have just kind of always had that cis white guy unearned arrogance of like oh i'll just figure this shit out you know like that (laughs) that kind of like dipshit attitude of like ah how hard could it be and like don't get me wrong it's it's been hard you know there's things that i have uh i didn't 
you know, obviously with, with any kind of new venture, there's things that come up that you never considered. Uh, but I just kind of rolled through it and was determined to get through it. And, uh, it's not for everybody, certainly, uh, dealing with ex partners and, and ex husbands, uh, and, you, you know, I've, I was always good with kids. So I was like, ah, this shit will be fun, you know? And, and so, uh, again, it's been a blast. I've been incredibly fortunate that their mother is an incredibly kind hearted, sweet person that raised three amazing boys or was in the process of raising three amazing boys. Uh, and they still are. Um, and we've recently become foster parents too. So that's a new addition to our household. Uh, that's, that's kind of wild. Um, but yeah, I couldn't imagine doing this with any other person. And I just, when I was dating, I met my wife on plentyoffish.com for fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Damn. Aubrey's a, cl- damn, a classic. Damn, you're old as shit. Fuck. <laughs> I just want uh, to so- stop you there. I think you said like, it's Audrey. Audrey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Audrey, I apologize. a little pedantic about my name. No, 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 no. I, I. I mix up people's names constantly. Like un- unless I say it over and over again, I just insert the close. Like I'm terrible about that. I'm a dipshit. You're good. You're good. Anyway, uh, so I met her on Plenty of Fish, and then we like friended each other on Facebook in like 2010, and we hung out for like three weeks straight, and then it was like zero to sixty. Uh, yeah. and and we been inseparable ever since i realized that is a freak story that is not the normal (laughs) that's not the normal uh course of things uh so in other words i'm not an expert in any of this shit don't take any of my advice i don't know what i'm talking about uh but step parenting can be fun if you i didn't really have any preconceived notions of like these are my hard line I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to do that. I'm not willing to, you know, take on this type of relationship or, you know, uh, the the widower, the divorcee thing. Like I just never really considered it. So I didn't have any uh, hard line don'ts, if that makes sense. Would you consider yourself a dad that stepped up? Uh, (laughs) Yes. Uh, To the streets, (laughs) actually. The dad that stepped up to the streets. That's us. Yeah. Isn't That's that good. one of the sequels? Did I just make that oh, up? Yeah, yeah. Step, yeah, up, okay, step okay, up to right. the streets. Thank you. Okay, all right. I, I said that. Him. I said that, and then I felt like the cartoon You're without like, the cliff. Like I was like, I don't remember if that's actually a sequel. We got to step up heads in here. I referenced that thing and just use that as a bit, even though I've I've only seen the movie poster for that. Step up to the streets is simply as a title, just a beautiful thing. It is. It's a the title is a work of art and somebody will step up to you listener and the right person is going to be open to mm-hmm. processing things with uh, you know you uh having a, a a partner that you lost so just don't give up hope on it and if somebody gave you a hard time it's about that person that's not about you 100 percent. oh yeah let's get another one going what do we got let's see we got to do a little uh, stubberino. We got hard out here in about. Yeah. Oh, no, you know what? Keep keep going. I, I I've got I've got a little extra time. You're fine. Sweet. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's definitely do another All one. Right, Whatever, let's, uh, let's do this one, man. One this is, is uh, this is uh, interesting and something I have some experience with, and this is a little bit of a heavier one. Let's check this out. Okay, okay. okay. Hi, RFTB fam. Hello. Hello. 
I have been in a relationship for about a year now. In October of this past year, after several rough situations involving alcohol and or drugs, I let my partner know that I thought she was an alcoholic. Mm. She also previously struggled with benzos in the year prior, the years prior, and her continued drug use also seemed like it could be a problem. She agreed and quit drinking for about a month, at which point she thought she could have a drink every now and then. A couple days later, she got a DUI and is now in court-mandated treatment. She's now 100% on board being sober, but this has brought up a lot of mental health issues. BPD, mania, delusions of grandeur. She's now approaching six months sober, and I am really proud of her. But after months of going through a lot of chaos while she wrestled with getting started on the road to sobriety, including a few breaks, I'm feeling pretty burned out. I keep thinking about whether to remain together, whether it will work out, and where I'm at emotionally. We've talked in the past about getting married and having kids, but with how things have gone over the past few months, I feel much more hesitant to talk about those things until I see a sense of calmness restored to her and to the relationship. So I guess my question is, how do you know when you're fatigued from a relationship in a way you can't move past? How do you recover from emotional fatigue in a relationship? Oof. That's a heavy, heavy situation there. Yeah. That's fucking brutal. And like, good on you for trying to hold out up to this point. That yeah. is such a fucking stressful and scary thing to go through with a partner. It's and incredibly self-aware on their part too. Yeah. Uh, to, to know that you are, to, to know that you are fatigued enough to even posit the question that it's affecting uh, you, yeah. That a lot of people don't, and then that's when things get real shitty. They is when break. You keep telling your you're just going through the motions the day mode. in and day out, exactly, and and it just gets it just gets bad for all parties involved. So, yes, you're handling this well already, recognizing that, for sure, and, and getting this question out there. But like ultimately, this is the kind of thing you kind of got to figure out for yourself. There's not like a tried and true, well, you're fatigued at, at, at this point. I think the point at which you know you're too fatigued that you can't move past is if you're like, I can't do this anymore. Right. And like those thoughts will come up sometimes and you get exhausted. But if that's like a recurring thing where you're just like, I, it, it's affecting my life in other ways. I'm putting all this energy into trying to make this work and it's like fucking up my performance at work or like my other relationships, that kind of thing. I think that's when you start being like, maybe this is too much because you have to find that balance of like, you care about this person. You want to put in support. And this goes through for like any you know relationship anybody has to an addict also. Yeah. You want to be able to give support. You want to try your best, but there is also a degree to which you have to look out for yourself. If you are losing your fucking mind trying to keep this thing on the rails and trying to stop them from using and all of the stuff that you've gone through to the degree that it's like affecting you very negatively, it might be time to check out. And that's a really fucking hard decision to make it is. because it's like either way, it's not easy. You know, you could continue and potentially burn out and that's miserable or, you know, other things in your life might, might fall apart. You know, or you bail and you're like, wait, I was in love with this person. I could have made this work. You know, it's really, really hard. You kind of got to just sit with that and try to, can I keep doing this? Any, right. any can, can I keep working through this and be okay, basically, is the question to ask yourself. And on top of that, 
I'm sure this person has the fear of, wow, they're six months sober. I don't want to be the reason that yes. they relapse. Yeah. That that is that is like obviously you care about this person. You've been with them for however much time. You see the upward trajectory, but you just don't know if it's for you anymore. But also you don't want the guilt of breaking up with them and then them relapsing. Yeah. So you're you're like to be honest, there is no right answer here. Like your your wall is whatever you want it to be because yes. it doesn't look the same for everybody. It's in your head. And honestly, the moment you're asking these questions, you're probably there. It's not one. It's like, you know, when's the right time to have kids? When's the right time to do this? When's the right time? There is no, you're not going to get a sign from God that says right now, right this moment, that's never yeah. going to happen. So the moment that you are finding yourself checked out and finding yourself exhausted and fatigued and not wanting to be like the the creeping in of not wanting to be with someone even a little amount to me is well you like that's that's the sign right there and that doesn't mean that doesn't mean you act on it impulsively or right away but it does mean that you, you to start pay attention to, to yeah something to pay attention to and you start to like mentally prepare yourself a little bit now, I usually like to leave people a back door and like a way out of like making a decision. But something I want to emphasize here, if you make the decision to move on from this relationship, you got to keep moving on. Yeah. Because to like introduce that kind of chaos into somebody's life where you would like break up with them and then they beg you to come back and then you come back and then you leave again. And hundred percent that that's going to be relapse town. Like rip that bandaid off hard. Yeah. If you're have if you're to. gonna reach escape velocity, you're gonna have to do it and stay moving. Um, I just wanted to emphasize that part. God, it's like drug abuse is so fucking hard and weird. And I feel for you very intensely having to to be uh affected by that in the way that you are. And I don't know. You said that you were in this relationship for about a year and that now she's six months sober. And it's like, was that six months of the year? Was that, was that part of the year? Like, have you been in this? Like is half of the total relationship been her in free fall and DUI and all this stuff. Like, I don't know. I don't know how much this is. Yeah, I don't know how much this is somewhere that you necessarily should be. We've, we've yeah. talked about this. We've had questions, I, I think, just about dating an addict in the past and somebody being recently sober and all of this stuff. And, like, it isn't cut and dry like this, but there is a degree to which, like, that is something somebody needs to work through mm-hmm. on on their own, you know? And it's it's not necessarily like that. Like, sometimes you could work through that in a relationship and things. But, like, if you came in... And she was already at this point and she relapsed and she got a DUI and then she's like back off of the stuff. Like that's a difficult foundation for a relationship. That's a lot of pressure on you to be like a caretaker for this person. And if the foundation of her sobriety is you being like, you should get sober. That's not a great foundation for her sobriety. Mm -hmm. That needs to come from 
within within a hundred percent so i have experience with an alcoholic parent i grew up with Mm -hmm. a vietnam veteran dad uh so i saw that crazy shit firsthand uh intense childhood to say the least uh and now with the uh foster parent situation i am seeing it from a perspective i'm watching the child and the parent and i'm watching the drug use and i'm watching the court ordered this and the court ordered that Mm. and i'm watching firsthand how if the court orders it like you were just saying audrey it's not that that's not coming from the person who needs to get sober in order to you know pick up the pieces of their life you gotta want it it's tragic and you have to there's no amount of outside influence unfortunately even even when your child is taken away that's not rock bottom for some people for a lot of basement there's a basement and then there's a subfloor and then you take the jackhammer to the cement and then you dig a hole yeah it it keeps going lower and lower and it's heartbreaking to watch it's horrifying to watch and they just don't this person that i'm talking about specifically just has not reached that point yet and listener uh question asker like Audrey was just saying, like Donovan was just saying, if you are the foundation for someone else's sobriety, that that's not a relationship. That is yeah. that is like a what do they call it? A sponsor? That's a sponsor. You sure, know, yeah. in, in AA or or in a uh that's what that is. And that's that's not that's not anything. That's not so a that's not a, a future to start out with. Yeah, because then also now you have this pressure of like, you know, like we were getting at before, like, well, what if I leave and they relapse? Then you're kind of trapped in a way. That's like a thing you have to navigate. You have to worry about keeping like, are they going to stay on the rails? Like any given relationship problem that comes out, especially you're talking about the future. And I understand being like, I can't think about that right now. There is this other component of are they going to relapse? Because it's good that you know she's been sober for six months. Sure, absolutely. That's that's commendable. Yeah, yeah. Progress. But that's not enough for somebody to people relapse from fucking longer breaks than that. And that's right. not to say right. necessarily that she will. But like that potential is really there. This is still still all really fucking fresh when it comes down to it. And I think that's just way too much pressure to be on you. That's a he, tough situation. Here's the thing. You're probably, if, if listener, if you are, uh, if, if you come to the point where you decide, I, you know what? I am fatigued. I don't think I can do this anymore. In their world and in their social circles and to their family, you're going to be the villain. You're yep. going to be the villain that left them at their most vulnerable. Yeah. That is something you need to go ahead and reckon with now. And you need to tell yourself, I'm not going to allow that to guilt me back in because that will only exacerbate things. I promise you, you, yeah. the bandaid has to be ripped off. You have to be the villain here and you're not truly the villain. Listen to my words. When I say yeah. that you are not the villain, you are in self-preservation mode and it will also ultimately down the road, hopefully ideally be better for them as well 
Yeah. Yeah. And ain't nobody going to preserve you but yourself. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, again, there's not an easy decision here in which everything works out. Like either way, there are things that you are sacrificing and uncertainty that is coming up and difficulties to process. But I feel like we're on the same page here. We're generally given that it's what we know from this question, that it's been a year. She's only been sober for six months of it. The beginning of the relationship was full addiction territory you know, benzos in the years past and all of that. Like a lot of addiction counselors will like recommend people not be in relationships when they're actively in recovery. Like, yeah, that's very true. And so so, you're supposed to get like a house plant first, right? Like take care of the house. Like I'm not not trying to make light of it, but that's, that's kind of one of the steps, right? Is, is to learn to take care of yourself. And then a house plant something and then like small. a goldfish or something. And then yeah. build yourself up to being able to, you know, maintain that self-help and also, you know, extend that, that to other people. Yeah. This I is an oxygen think, mask situation. You yeah. got to get your oxygen mask and get yourself right first. And there's an element where it's going to feel bad. Like, fuck, they're doing well. If I leave now, things are going to get bad. But also like... What if it continues onward? She relapses. You're exhausted to the degree that you are. And right. you just have to leave in the midst of that. Like, I think in this situation, you can at least talk to her as another person and not somebody in the, the midst of addiction and yeah, try yeah. to explain like, you know, I, I love you. I don't want to, I'm not trying to abandon you here, but this is, Dude, you've got a lot of work to do, and this is just too much for me. And yeah. you're never... I'm going to get out of your way. Yeah, yeah. You are not Newt Gingrich leaving his right. cancer-stricken wife uh, on her deathbed. Okay? <laughs> Don't view yourself that way. That is not what's happening here. Okay? Very yeah. different situation. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. No yes. one should ever view themselves as Newt Gingrich under no, any circumstances. No, nobody ever should. Not even our worst enemies, right? Uh, go find yourself a new wife who <laughs> facetunes herself, but not you in pictures. <laughs> uh, go find you. What is her name? Callista? Callista Gingrich. Is it that her name? Yeah. yeah. Oh, why do I know that? That's I am I am terminally uh, riddled with brain worms. Jesus. Internet poisoning. Hell Let's yes. go. But uh, yeah, I think I think you move on. I I out of respect for the gravity of the situation, I will not hit the air horn button. Yeah. <laughs> but i i do think it is i think if you're yeah if you're thinking like how do i know if i've hit the wall you might have already yeah so. yeah uh we wish you luck though because again like there's no fucking easy out here this is a no, really not, brutal not thing to not have to work through and again good on you for recognizing that you're getting to this place and trying to pay attention to that and figure that out instead of just waiting pretending everything's fine until things explode um, so we, we wish you the best and just keep doing your best to think through things like this and pay attention to what lets you be okay, really. Goddamn. Yeah, I try not to always pick a heavy question at the end of the show, but... I wanted I to do the one about myself. like, are there any habits you picked up from ex-partners? I was, I was looking at that one going like, oh, we should do that one at the end. Benzos were like, is a habit Benzos. I picked up from an ex-partner. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, my God. We got to get Will a round of applause. Thank you so much. <laughs> Those some intense, solid questions. You were giving some kick-ass advice, too, man. Yeah, you Thank are. you for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. With my you. pleasure. Uh, as as uh, per tradition, I, I feel like I'm I'm pretty good at giving advice, and I'm horrible at taking it. So uh, yeah, That's true. I don't think I've ever met anybody who, who has been good at advice and also listens to other people's yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. just the, the human condition i feel like yeah that point. donovan and i hit each other all the time like we got shit going on and we'll hit each other with advice and like solid show level advice yeah and yeah. Then neither of us we're both like we ah, can't like, take our yeah, own fucking you gotta, advice because gotta... it's different when it's yeah, me exactly, there's factors exactly. that we're not gonna consider, <laughs> we're not consider. <laughs> Where can the people find you? What do you got to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter until it burns down at Waffle House. <laughs> W-A-P-P-L-E-H-O-U-S-E. Uh, you can... Uh, I run a couple of other novelty accounts on there, like the Hostile Design account. Um, I don't know. That was you? Yeah, that's nice. me. Uh, rides That'll Beat Your Ass, uh, which is That's like, you? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Oh, uh, no. and catastrophic then, failure is the catastrophic, word. catastrophic failure. failure. Exactly, yes. exactly. Uh, so I got, a, I got a couple of those. I'm also on Blue Sky now. Uh, yeah, the Twitter, I gotta get that Twitter competitor. Um, at Waffle House on there as well. Um, but yeah, just uh, give George Center a listen if you don't mind. If you uh, if you want some some, it's it's a pretty chill vibe kind of podcast. Uh, I drank a beer way too early on the last episode. Ten um, <laughs> percent booty ranger, yeah, like nine thirty in the morning. I did not realize how <laughs> how stiff that drink was. Uh, so yeah, uh, take a listen uh, if you if you want. Uh, like I said, it's just like good vibes. Just laugh. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Fucking A. Fuck yeah. Well, thank you so much again for My joining pleasure. us. Definitely. We would love it. Wow, gang. We really learned a lot today, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Whenever, like, you know when like, a show comes back and they yeah, have to yeah, do like, yeah. the outro section? I'm trying to wow, think. Wow, gang. The... It always starts with wow, gang. Wow, gang. We really learned a lot today, huh? We talked about... Uh, what did we talk about 10 minutes ago when we were recording? We talked about uh, addiction. We talked, we talked about, about me being heartbroken and how you can make me feel better by going to patreon.com slash RFTB. For a mere $5 a month, you could mend my heart. But for $10 a month, you could mend my heart and get your name shouted out in lights. Audrey's eating some Kratom. So sure. I guess we're going to take a little beat. And that's okay because I don't even have the fucking Patreon list. Oh, I got it open already, baby. And you can't fault me uh, because I'm heartbroken. So you're not allowed to say anything mean or critical to me. That's the rules. Uh, And we're sorting. I just punched my microphone. Active delay. We're just on fire. We're fucking. You like when I punch my microphone? It's my favorite. It's my favorite thing that you do. I wish you'd punch me like you punched the microphone. I wish you'd punch my butt like you punched the mic. I don't even know what this voice I'm doing is. I'm just very sad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just very sad.
break my nose, but just for the pain, don't actually break, break my it. Break I'd like, like the way my, my face looks. I don't want it to be fucked up. This is What me. is this fucking energy during the shoutouts? What are we this doing right me, now? Bizarro Donovan. <laughs> All right, I got the shoutouts up. Okay, $10 cool, cool. a month, we shout your name out in lights. Who are we starting with this week? We begin, as we do, with Brock. We follow that up with Anthony Limburg. Up next is our beloved Day One Barb. I got an Nixon register at the end there. We follow that Barb up with my dad. It's my up dad. next is Daddy Dylan. We're shouting out Gigi. We're shouting out Sid. And we're shouting out new challenger. We're shouting out K friggin' money. Thank you so much for joining at the $10 level. I can what? feel my heart mending already. What a name. I love that. Uh, we're shouting out Malcriata. We're shouting out Mick Proletariat. <laughs> proletariat. Because we changed Mick up the pronunciation, I guess. Oh, I can't do it. Fanta Begora. We're shouting out Mickey Flykick. We're shouting out Riley. I had to come Ugh. back to look at the mic to see what the fuck you were doing. I was gargling seltzer. Look at the mic. Look at the camera. Um, I, look at, I look at the mic to breathe in. I look away from the mic to breathe in. <laughs> uh, from episode 105, the Yellow Rosa Tote Land. We're going to shout out Ryan Rich, homie. Click, clack. This is such a chaotic read, and I just... It is. I'm really just emotional waves about every 10 minutes this past fucking month. It's a nightmare, and we continue on anyways. We're <laughs> shouting out spreadable fruit. <laughs> um, I feel uh, unappreciated in my workplace, even though they continuously say that they appreciate me, and uh, nothing brings me solace or joy. Up next, we have tough to titmouse. <laughs> no, do we have... Oh, you have spreadable fruit. Super deformed. Up next, we have spreadable super deformed. Uh, I'm having trouble having a rosy outlook on the future, despite the fact that I'm in a good place as an individual. Highest self-confidence I think I've ever felt. I'm looking hot. I'm feeling okay. And yet there's still a gaping hole inside of me left by the departure of the person I was in love with. Tough to titmouse is next. <laughs> Used to be that when I would have a day off of work or maybe two days off of work and like something exciting that was going to happen, I would feel some sort of like relief or joy at the time uh, away from uh, my labor. But instead, all I feel is a uh, gnawing emptiness. And we shout out Ren. <laughs> and I try to distract <laughs> myself from the end of this relationship by thinking about how there's more fish in the sea and everything will be okay because I'm baby. hot and charismatic and people like me and there's other people out there but it's still still despite everything I've been through over the past couple months and all of the relationship nightmare still feels like it's not gonna stack up to this and I am very heartbroken and it's difficult thank you all for your support <laughs> <laughs> this is an awful bit that we're doing and we just kind of fell into it and needed to happen it's the shout out slash vent corner this is the segment of the show where thank you all so much for, for supporting us genuinely you are the wind beneath our wings and we need all the wind we can get right now because our wings are a little fucked up <laughs> it's true can't uh, find my opinions. Isn't that like no opinions? I got no opinions. Yeah. I got no opinions. My wing is um, broken. 
Uh, I did the music. It's the intro theme. Is Horn Filters, the love theme from RFTB. You can find it and more songs like it at soundcloud.com slash RFTB. I feel like my creative output, while at the peak of its uh, quality, is as li- the least fulfilling it has ever been. That just sounds like depression, baby. Yeah, that's what it is. I gotta figure that stuff out because you're it's it's very good and you should feel proud of that i am also feeling similar despite doing a whole bunch of things and working through a whole bunch of shit and we're not even halfway through the year uh and yet i feel this gaping emptiness uh gnawing void is what i keep coming to this this failure of an endeavor to move in with somebody that uh, i love very very much what a nightmare Mm -hmm. you know what's not a nightmare our outro song (laughs) rat curse by the (laughs) bell and You can look them up on streaming, listen to that music, just like you hear at the end of the show. (sighs) I'm just, (sighs) I love you. Thanks. Bye.